to Tater's Life. Today I'm joined with a friend of mine, Ria. She was on the Channel 4 scheme a year before me and now she's living her dream in TV. So without further ado, let's welcome Ria to the Tater's Life podcast. Hello Ria and welcome. Hi Taylor, how is life? Life is a bit crazy right now. I've literally just finished the scheme, so it's just a bit like oh my word, what next? But how are things with you? They're good, they're good. I had a bit of break from TV for a few weeks and now I'm back next week filming for the BBC on a season two Blue Light Stock. So that'll be good. That's really, really exciting. I'm sure you can't tell us any more than that, but are you excited about it? Yes, I am. I've not done a Blue Lights series. Blue Lights means um, anything to do with like ambulance, doctors, police. They call them Blue Lights because the lights go around. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm very, very excited. It'll be really good for me to learn new skills, especially like dealing with more sensitive topics, casting, etc. So be, I've done casting before, but this is way more sensitive t- casting. So it'll be good for me. And I think everyone kind of breaks their teeth on some form of blue lights at some point in their career so this is mine and I'm excited for it no yeah it's very very exciting and like right now is a slightly like up and down time in the industry anyway so the fact that you've managed to like secure a job and it, it's a blue light series as well like kudos to you like thank you <laughs> yeah, thank you great. so I was just wondering just for our like audience and stuff if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself a bit about like what you were like growing up in school everything like that just so we can paint a picture yeah so I'm from the Welsh Valleys I'm from a proper very Welsh area Stragunlice it's I went to a school that I went to an English speaking school but two minute walk from my school I'm saying the secondary school now was the Welsh school like Govan so I don't speak first well first language Welsh but I come from an area that's very very Welsh so people get confused by my accent and try to speak to me in Welsh or I'll if I get anything from the shops I'll usually be like oh dear and um people will then try to respond to me in Welsh or if I go to different parts of Wales and I say that there's like hab- habitual now people laugh and they're very confused because they don't speak Welsh there so yeah it, it's very interesting um so yeah I love school in the sense that I loved my subjects I hated my um classmates <laughs> I never really fit in in school I was always one of the weirdos which is good because I think the weirdos excel later in life oh no that's um, absolutely spot on like yeah like we didn't peak in secondary school we peaked after no. you know what I mean yeah no no yeah secondary school was not for me I look back and I was like oh gosh I was I used to like try to hide in the music blocks with these like music rooms and I would hide there or I'd hide like anywhere else but yeah I I was not the cool kid I I had friends and I was very grateful and I had a really good group of friends around me but I was not like the cool kid at all I was not like down smoking with those kids I was not like being the girls who were like what are you wearing and I was I always wore a full face of makeup because I had severe acne from a young age. So I always had makeup on. I always um, was thinking I was going to be working in TV or film. Just didn't know how I was going to get there. Um, I loved history. So I went on to college and college is where I excelled. So it's a completely different environment. I did music for two years because I thought, you know what, I want to be a songwriter. 
I was in bands. I then kind of changed my mind about doing a songwriting degree. And then I went back and did A-level. So I did law, history, creative writing, and something else. Law, history, creative writing, and it's really bad. I've forgotten what one of my A-levels is. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> was it Welsh back? God, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I did. I, I did really well. I had three A's. Um, I, yeah, drama, creative writing, history, and law. That's what it was, drama. So I had three A's. That's I did I'm really doing. well. Yes, yeah, so I had my BTEC music, Distinction, Distinction Star. I had my A-levels. I got into Warwick. Warwick is a Russell Group University. Um, I was very, very lucky to get in. Not in lucky, but Warwick and Exeter both accepted me. So both kind of my first choices. Warwick was actually my first choice in the end. And the only reason I chose um, Warwick, this kind of explains exactly who I am. Um, I had Harry Styles tickets in Birmingham <laughs> for his first tour. And I was like, oh my gosh, if I go to Warwick, that means I don't have to pay for accommodation. But if I go to Exeter, I'd have to like go all the way up to Birmingham and pay for accommodation. So I was like, right, well, Warwick, it makes more sense. So I can go to all these concerts in Birmingham. That is the only reason I chose Warwick over Exeter. That is um, so I still funny. stand by that. So, yes, the reason I chose my university was because of Harry Styles. And Harry Styles has always guided me through my life. That's what I will always say now. You and my choices. Didn't you recently go see him in Cardiff? Yeah. And yeah, I've seen Beyonce. him again. Well, I saw Beyonce. Yeah, oh. Beyonce and Harry Styles are my mains. They're my, my all, everything. Adore them, love them. Love that. Yeah. So exciting. But I can't believe you chose to go to Warwick because of Harry Styles. Yeah. Yeah. And that's generally what the reason was. People are like, you know, they make such hard decisions. But I think when it really comes down to it, like, what's the closest music venue? And who is playing there? And can I get there easier? Can I save money by going to this university and go? Because Warwick and Exeter are both phenomenal universities and they're both on par. And I did history degree in both. Uh, they both were in history degrees. And what we don't realize about history degrees, and you got to look into the subject, is um not a lot of British unis do world history. By that sense, I mean you know you could study um Afghanistan, you could study South Africa, you could study Kenya, you could study Latin America, you could study North America, you can study a, v- a variety of dates. You know, um, pre enlightenment, after enlightenment. Um, a lot of people in the UK, when they study history, they study the European history. Oh, they study from the 1200s or the 1100s onwards to present day, but it's very European based. You might do a little bit on Africa, like scramble for Africa, but a lot of them don't. So I was very integral in making sure when I went to university, I had the option to study things I'd never had studied before. And I really want to do that. And I'm glad I did that because I had such a love for Latin America and I didn't know that until I studied it and I did it in, set, in first, second and third year different topics to do with Latin America and it's one of the best topics so yeah and then while at university I made little docs so anytime I did a little doc on my assignment I had a first so I was like right I'm 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 doing something correct here and I figured um because I loved history documentaries anyways I figured could I make a career out of this? And one of my lecturers kind of just took me aside and was like, you should try getting into TV. You could do really well there. And I was like, yeah, but people like me aren't really in TV. And he was like, Rhea, people like you aren't in 
universities like this you like you've always stuck out like a sore thumb and he's like and that's that's your power he's like you stand out because Warwick is a very very posh uni you either London like bruh so I have these two things where you're either London like raw bruv what in it in it or you're raw where's my backy I'm going to the chateau in France so there's there's two and you don't get many if you're Welsh you're very high-end Welsh you're very you went to grammar school you went to private school and those were the Welsh people I came across and then there's me who was working class went to a school that should have been shut down like literally was band five my school should have been shut down college they did not teach us correctly no my law lecturers were amazing my history lecturer did not teach me anything they were terrible um it's it's amazing that I got ear levels she do mean that there's so many things that I look back on like I should not have got into the university and then when I was at university there's so many other things that came up like I did not know how to write an essay until third year like I really didn't it was, it was another working class girl who took me aside and taught me how to write an essay properly and it's things like that like working class people have each other's backs because we have to make room for each other because no one else really wants us there and I think everyone's all for diversity and I'm really championed they should have more diversity when it comes to race when it comes to disabilities but I think people forget Britain is such a class issue as well yeah and they like they give all these scholarships but even with the scholarships it's like they're so selective it's like I would never have got a scholarship like I wouldn't have been able to get a scholarship and I'm very aware of that and I, I got the full grant because my mom, you know, my mom's a single mom and she did not earn, she does not earn that much. But yeah, so you just got to champion yourself as a working class person. And that's kind of what I tried to do. Got into the scheme. And from the scheme, I was with Yeti, who I, I still love. They're my home company in my head. And I'll always love and champion Yeti. It was like a baptism of fire. Um, I landed in it and it was like, we have the biggest production Yeti's ever had. You're their researcher. You're going to figure all this stuff out you're gonna look for the locations you're gonna uh, figure out how to make miniature stuff you're gonna and I was doing so much and I look back now and I was doing what an AP kind of does rather than what a junior researcher and I was doing all this stuff and I was like oh I don't know because I didn't know any better I just thought this is what it is and I'm one of those people who's thrives in chaos yeah so it's like Um, think or swim sort of situation yeah it's just well swim yeah, I was like, oh, like a fire under me. I'll, I'll learn to fly. It's fine. Um, I'm one of those people. So, yeah, and I did well. And I think Yeti really appreciated me. I went on to do lots of different things with Yeti. I really, really admired the people who work at Yeti. It is a really good company. It is a, like, it's almost like a family. Like, they look after you when you're in there. The only issue people ever had was when you know they hired freelancers and it was usually the freelancers who caused issues with other staff and then they have to deal with that which I think you can get in any company but as a company Yeti is it's such an amazing company it's a very kind company that's what I always say like they look after each other they look after everyone who comes through they want you to best um they will tell you as it is if they're like you're not doing this correctly they will kind of take your side and be like that's not right you need to do it like this but that's good. But good. Like, there's no point like going, like progressing in your career, then you're just doing things wrong, and you think that's normal. Do you know what I mean? So it's good yeah. to take you aside, and like that's what family would do. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you look rubbish, your fam. My, trust me, my sister would tell me you look like crap today. But it's <laughs> true. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it yeah. needs to be said sometimes. 
But I think one thing I would say is since starting in TV, I think it's always been very, very strong women that have given me the chances. So on the scheme, it was Edie, it was Ellie, it was Joe, it was Sam. Like, it was these, it was Charlotte. It was strong women who looked at me and being like, let's help her. And then it, on my scheme, you know, there's a lot of girls, there's a lot of very, very strong women, and they love to have their voices after you know, very, very strong voice within our group. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, she's like a little leader. Um, but everyone has a very strong voice in their own way. Um, and then, you know, following on, like, I'm, I'm my first company, Yeti, Sean, she's, you know, a leader in a field, a creative director. You had Sarah Stevenson, she's the head of um, development. She's a phenomenal woman. She's like... I've never met anyone who's so calm who can just deal with such a situation and turn it around on his head so quickly. Oh, wow. She's she's brilliant. She's in any situation and she's just cool to talk to. She's a brilliant woman. Um, Louise, our head of production, so caring, so quick, so, you know, not here for any um, bullshit anyone has to say. She she just knows. She can tell straight away. She's so on, on the, you know, she she's just okay. phenomenal. You want the head of production like her. I, um, so I've always been surrounded by amazing women, and you know they're the heads, but also like APs, and there's so many people I'm so grateful to. And it's always like other women that give me opportunities. Don't get me wrong, I love men too. They're brilliant as well, and I've worked with some phenomenal men. But I do look at my career, and I always think every time I go to have a step up, it's a woman who's hold another hand be like come with me and let me help you and when I had my first job after Yeti it was um Jess who was at Frank Films she was a PD she is a PD um producer director and she was the one who gave me a job and she gave me my first AP credit so I was very very grateful to her and she was phenomenal she's one of the best she is the best PD I've ever worked with and she's the only female PD I ever worked with and then the second female PD I ever worked with then was straight after that and that was with South Shore and I have to say female PDs are way better (laughs) (laughs) way more organized female directors PDs way more organized a thousand times better um I even said that when I went to go visit Yeti and I was telling one of I was telling Sarah and she's like of course they are she's like yeah she's like they just do stuff they're so used to just going through the bullshit and getting stuff done yeah and she's like men don't know don't do that and I was like right and she's like yeah pds and directors that are women thousand times better and I will stand by that until I meet a really bad one yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's a little bit about me I'm all over the shop Uh, well we've we've learned so much about you so thank you for that and I was I found it really interesting when you were like um women like gave you that step up and strong women it just shows that they see you as a strong woman as well that can actually like take it on and like with like your past and like growing up in a working class background and getting to university and stuff like you are strong like you are that badass woman that like you you see these people as and I think that's amazing and like when I first met you and stuff I was like oh my god Rhea's got her shit together do you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) I don't I'm like a little swan with like the feet paddling like crazy (laughs) like it it looks elegant but she's that swan's about to like dip at any moment yeah (laughs) well to me your your persona on the outside you can't see your feet fapping so it's (laughs) (laughs) 
that's all good then <laughs> <laughs> and when you applied for the scheme like what was the catalyst for you to be like right we'll just give this a go um so it's kind of funny I was actually forbidden <laughs> my mother was like don't you dare you need to become a teacher or you need to go on and do a master's and become a lecturer she was like I wanted to be an actress originally when I was younger and I still love acting I love playwriting and all that hence why I did drama um my mother was just kind of like right go do a go do a degree she didn't like that I did a history degree but she was like she could at least understand that um and then she my mother's a lovely woman she's just working class she knows no better she just thinking of opportunities in her head like what what is possible um, but what I'd always say is like other people's limitations are not your own limitations and even if it's your parents they love you but they don't they know only so far as they know do you know what I mean so my mother would kind of just like don't do it like because I kind of mentioned that I kind of wanted to try to get onto a scheme ITV, BBC, Channel 4 and she was like no they're not for you really. like you can't get that like you don't have that background yada 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 and I was like do you know what like I really want this and I, I prayed because I'm I am religious, I will say that. Um I'm not in your face religious, but I am. Um yeah. I'm very spiritual, very Christian. Um and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna will it. I willed myself into Warwick. I was like, I'm gonna will myself onto the scheme. I want it more than anything. And I really went over the questions over and over and over. I kept writing and writing and writing. Um at this point I'd I'd been rejected from all the jobs as well. I finished university um is during covid time and i just couldn't get a job anywhere i couldn't even get a job at the local um coffee shop and i was like what is life they're like you're too qualified i was like how am i too qualified to pull coffee <laughs> um so yeah that was very sad and i did get eventually worked at home bargains which i actually love working at home bargains i do love, love home bargains. <laughs> um i love home bargains it's i got to be creative i got to do the displays i loved it and then I worked for Swansea Uni for like three weeks um, in the law department, give granting people extensions on their assignments, which I found hilarious because I was like, lol, this is what I used to do all the time at work. Be like, please give me extensions. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I find that quite funny. And this was all while I was waiting for, because I applied to the scheme, I think, in January or February. And then you kind of heard you or you get oh, was it December I can't remember I know it was a long period and I just thought they've forgotten and they've sent out that they had over 6,000 or 7,000 applicants in our year and they were like look we've got to get through it all of them and I was like okay um and then I got an interview and then I, with like a weird PC thing and then I had an interview then later on with you know the actual people from Channel 4 and the company that I was applying to Yeti and yeah turns out so basically I kind of knew I had the job as I was speaking to them because their faces because I think they were so shocked because I would they'd ask me a question and I would just I was so prepped for this interview I'd studied Yeti I knew exactly what I wanted to tell them I was obsessed with TV I was like there's no way I'm losing this job I was like this is this was this is it and I was like if I don't get this job I'm gonna message Yeti and ask them if I can come work for them for free just to get that internship didn't have to do that got the job um I was just so prepped for the interview and I really wanted it and I'd um basically 
stalked Yeti's profile. I learned who Sean was. I learned who Sarah was. I was explaining back their CVs to them. And you could see they were like, wow, she knows this company. And I think that's what made me stand out. And Sean later said, she was like, nobody else was so enthusiastic and knew the company like you did. So I think if you ever want to get on a scheme, know what you want, like know the company. Um, So yeah, that is how, I forgot what your question was. I have a slight ADHD. So I do apologise. Don't worry, don't worry. (laughs) You're just covering like all bases and I absolutely love that. I was just asking about like the scheme and stuff and like how you like came across it and things and you yeah it was it was in school it was in uni and my mom was like please don't apply to it and I was like I'm going to and I actually didn't tell her until I had an interview and she was like oh so it was yeah that's actually how I was looking when I was in university at all the different schemes like BBC ITV channel 4 because I kind of knew it was in my head and then eventually I it was the channel 4 was the first one I properly applied to so that one came out before the ITV and BBC one and that's how I got onto it that's crazy um, yeah I didn't even think for a second that you graduated during COVID like that must have been so hard like COVID started in my first year at uni but by the time I'd finished like jobs and life was back to normal so I can't imagine what that must have been like for you to literally finish uni and be like oh my gosh like the world is literally shut down so the scheme sort of came at like the right time for you do you know what I mean oh yeah 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 I'm very grateful like it was within six months I had a proper job that's not normal I think this is the thing a lot of people don't realize when you graduate university I think everyone thinks they just fall into a job it's fine if it takes months some people it takes a year like it took me six months and I think it was six six to five months so I technically finished in October because I sent I had an extension. I sent my my dissertation in October or September. I can't remember one of them. So then it was like November, you know, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. I think it was April. I found out. Um, April. I found. I posted a picture of Harry Styles holding. He's dressed as like a mermaid and he's holding a champagne glass. And that's the day I found out. And I was like love it so I had to post it because Harry's always been part of my big moments in life um <laughs> so I posted that and yeah so it was like I think it was like six five six months later so but Covid was interesting to start it because we were all on zoom calls Charlton must have saved so much money um <laughs> instead of like coming like meeting yeah. all in a group we were just doing zooms all the time so yeah channel four was like has this like has a budget so like for all these like meetings in these hotels and to you know cater to everyone coming from across the uk because we're the national diverse regional group across the uk and they were just on zoom for like a good chunk of it and when i started at yeti i was like the only person in the office and i moved to cardiff and i'd be going there because i wasn't a person who went in twice a week i would go in like five days a week or four days a week and it was lonely as sin. Like, this is what people don't realize. When you first start at a company, you do need way more support than yeah. people realize. You, I don't know anything about the TV world. I didn't know how to work in the TV world. I was just hoping I'd get along. And I had Cher within once a week. She was brilliant. Um, she's also been a massive support to me as a freelancer. Um, and then I had Ethan and AP, who's also on the scheme a few years ago. And he was 
um, in once a week and he was a big support and Sean was in once a week and she was brilliant too but when they're not in it's lonely. it was hell it was lonely and in being in an office and I was scared to go over to Rondo Yeti and Rondo like sister companies so I was just sat there on my own um, didn't know how to ask people questions I had G who was online and she's based in London so she was brilliant as well but there's only so much support people can give you when they're not in person. Everything's quicker in person. So COVID was quite lonely to work in an office. And I think it did get to me at times because I'm such a social creature. Um, but yeah, and I, I like working in an office. I do. I've always said that. Um, or working, well, working with others, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was lonely, but I got through it and I was very, very happy. And yeah. Uh, yeah it was good well I'm proud of you for getting through it and you know it is difficult being in office by yourself and especially doing COVID and stuff so you're not seeing anybody anyway um so yeah kudos for you for getting through that and stuff but like now the scheme ended and everything like that like what, what were your steps after the scheme like what did you do did you stay at your company I was quite lucky because this is a funny story so I was with you know chatting to Yeti and Sean you know they take you into the office and she's like we're really happy with you we'd like to keep you for another year and I was like a year and she was like yeah and I was like wow because a year in tv is actually very long um, doesn't happen yeah it doesn't happen often it's very rare you get like six month contract is a very very long contract in tv it's usually like three months four months um you know for development you might get two months so it's just a year was like right they have believed in me they want to progress me they want to keep me they you know so I was very very trapped I'd signed it I was like yay I did not care about the pay which is really bad you need to know how much you're gonna get paid um so I went from having 420 as a junior researcher to 500 pound as a researcher which now I look back on I should have gone for 550 because that is how much everyone else was on and I did not negotiate. I was like, yeah, 500, I'll take that. And I think Sean was not the one I negotiated with. She's a director. It's, you know, production who does that. And obviously, like, their their job is to get you as cheap as possible for the company. It's not a personal thing. It's not personal ever. So I just, now I will try to negotiate. I hate negotiating, but I will try to negotiate for more money. I'm on a bit more than 550 now as an AP slash senior researcher. It depends what role I do um so yeah I'm sorry I forgot the question again I do no worries. what should I do after the scheme I negotiated um I did not negotiate sorry and then on the graduation all the different companies were there and you know you chat to different companies uh, graduation for channel four um PTS and I was chatting to one of the companies uh Plimsoll and one of the execs there just, I was just casually chatting in you know as I am she, people on TV always ask her what do you like at the moment and I, I was obsessed with free solo because mountain uh, not mountain biking uh, mountain climbing rock climbing I was really obsessed with and I still really like so I was talking about it and saying that how interesting it is and how I love the director's stance and I was on about referring to other docs so very similar and you, you could just see her grin getting bigger and bigger and bigger and she was like you know we're doing a documentary for Disney plus with um the main guy in that show and I was like what and she was like I'll hire you now she's like I will hire you on the spot now she's like I'm not not one of the researchers knew as much as she's like I'll hire you now to work on that show she's like it's th- it's three to four months 
working for Plumzo on a Disney Plus and I had turned it down because I was like three months compared to a year contract when I'm so early in my career I was like I'm not ready to freelance and everyone I, I tell people this and like you're crazy it's a National Geographic Disney Plus like on your credit they were like that's a massive rear now I, I was not ready for it in the sense that if if yet you were making it brilliant or if Plymouth was giving me a year contract brilliant but I needed that support I needed that you to grow and have that support and I needed to be nurtured which I wasn't fully aware of, but I slightly knew I wasn't ready to leave Yeti. So I'm very, very grateful, um, but very, very sad that that opportunity I turned down. And I haven't been offered any National Geographic Disney Plus stuff since. Um, why don't but you, it'll come. Why don't you um, email Plimpsol, or if you remember the lady's name, and just like find her online on LinkedIn or Talent Manager, just drop her a line. I, I will. I, I don't think she'll remember me, but... Yeah, you're memorable, trust me. <laughs> she'll know who you are. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, that's one thing I, I did turn down and everyone was like, you're crazy to have turned that down. People in Yeti were like, you're crazy. Like, people kill for those opportunities. And I was like, I was just happy to be at Yeti. So yeah. I think as long as you're happy being where you are and you know it's the right choice, you'll be fine. Yeah, you don't want to be thinking about what else you could be doing and stuff like that because then you're not living in the moment. And, like, that's a sort of motto to live with, like, every day of your life, not just in your work sort of scenario. So, yeah, it's good that you had a year contract. Like, I can't believe that, like, that happened because, like, to me that is, like, so unheard of. Like, when I got into Mm. the scheme a year, I was like, Oh my gosh, after the year, I'm just going to have to do like freelancing bits like here and there and just sort of just roll with the punches. But yeah, congratulations, Colleen. Yeah, it's kind of funny though, because um, I had like a crying fit about Yeti. <laughs> and I was like, it was a certain situation and I was like crying loads and Edie was like, you know, very concerned. And what people don't know is if you're really unhappy with the company, they'll take you from that company and place you elsewhere. Um because the company gets paid to have you, really. It's mm. cheaper labour for them. Um, but basically, I turned to Edie, and I was like, oh, I've, I've signed with Yeti for another year. And she was, like, shaking her head, like, you you literally just had a crying fit. Why are you resigning? And I was like, oh, that's just a moment of weakness. I love the company. I just just had, you know, little issues there every now and then. But everyone does, and it was more to do with my own stress and how I dealt with things. So yeah just no, don't let things build up I feel about that. like um when I first started at my company like I struggled like I no word of a lie like everybody knows that like I was like the lowest I've ever been like I moved from like Aberystwyth which I class as my home down to like Cardiff way and I wasn't like particularly happy with any area of my life but like a lot of people put pressure for work mm-hmm. to be like you know social for the for you to like get all of you not all of your kicks but like for you to just be like happy there do you know what I mean and like if like the little inconvenience happened at work I was like I can't cope but like when you come out the other end you're like I can do it and I did do it do you know what I mean mm-hmm. but like when you're in the moment it is hard and like yeah it's, I'm glad that you come out of it really, really, like, happy and stuff. Because, like, 
my company now even though like they couldn't keep me on for like reasons that I don't want to talk about um they're a great company they are a great company but like yeah when you start off you just need that sort of support around you yeah 100% (laughs) and I know our time is sort of running out and stuff but I was wondering what is your sort of future aspirations and stuff like that like now (laughs) um my so I was talking about this the other day to um an exec um basically I don't really care so much about credits right now I was like I was you gun when you're when you're a researcher you gun to become an AP and you're like I can't wait to become an AP because you think more money more right now it's all actually whether I get AP credited or whether I'm researcher credited I'm I just want to build my skills obviously like I'd like to be a good AP for a good few solid years before I become a producer I just want people in the industry to be like oh Gabrielle, she'll fix it. She's really, you know, I want to be respected within the industry. I want to be known for having really good skills. I want to be known for being good at my job. And I think that's something people forget is, yeah. that, you know, they're all about money, 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 which we do need in this economy. And you back yourself with money, you have to. But being respected in the industry, I think not a lot of people actually are. Some people come up jobs and I've been, you know, on in the company and they're like, I would never hire them again. They were terrible. Oh, they they oversell themselves and you get a lot of people overselling themselves. Don't oversell it. If you can't do it, just say, Yeah, I can't I can't shoot as first camera because I can't. I know to use the cameras, but I would never sell myself as a shooting AP. That's that's insane. That's completely insane. Yeah. I'd love to be a shooting AP eventually, but that's not attainable for me to say right now so it's more so about me building those skills to become a shooting AP it's more so me building those skills to be like so reliable to be like Rhea can cast anybody get Rhea because I'm really good at casting and I know I am but I'm not known in the industry for being really good at casting yeah get me so it's, it's it's about me building that network right now and me be becoming really good and honing in on my skills so my goal is to be an AP for the next few years which I am an AP but I'm also a senior researcher it's it's tried in the fine line of knowing when to go down as a researcher because it's the opportunity which I'm taking now and you know enhancing skills and then when to be like no 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 as an AP I, I am an AP because this is casting and this is what I'm good at but I'm also building my skills and it, it's just tried in that fine line and not overshooting yourself and also building that network so people know who you are and that's what my goal is for the next few years eventually my goal is to be you know BAFTA nominated Oscar nominated director you know naming life that's that's the goal to be a serious producer everyone fights over to work with you know married to some Formula One driver living the high life I've also you know written a few plays I've got some books out you know everyone wants to work with me I'm the director Disney plus hires you know that'll come in time that'll all come in time (laughs) (laughs) I love that you've got you've got to think like that otherwise life would be boring you've got to have goals to like sort of work towards and who who, which formula one driver <laughs> well, I I do have a particular person I love. But if I don't want to, I don't want them to hear it in a few years' time and be like, because I'm gonna pretend like I didn't know they were this famous. You know, that's I'm gonna do a Meghan Markle and be like, I didn't know they were a prince. I didn't know they were a Formula <laughs> One driver. Um, 
so yeah I, I can't I can't risk it but they're all very very good looking men and they're all very um very skilled at their jobs and they all seem very nice guys so I won't I won't risk it but I'll be happy with whoever takes an interest <laughs> <laughs> I love that well I think that's a perfect note to end the podcast so thank you Ria for coming on the podcast oh thank you for having me I've really enjoyed Thank you. I really enjoyed it as well. And I think we should get you one for another app because I could like literally talk to you about anything forever. So that's a really good point to have. <laughs> so thank you, Ria, and I will speak to you very soon. Thank you, Taylor. Bye. Bye.